Thanks to FreshBooks for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it for free for 30 days. No catch, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash applebits and enter applebits in the how did you hear about us section to get started. All right, let's get to the show. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. This is our weekly Apple show for those newcomers to it, where we just talk about the latest news, the latest happenings around Apple. Not a lot of news this week. We're kind of in that quiet lull period. We do have some stories that are important. We also, I'm going to do a little fun thing here, and it's a segment that I kind of put together. I like to call it AppleBits Time Machine, where we go back in time. Got my special guest, Gil Cabrera, G Money, where we rewind 10 years ago and look at the announcement, the very first announcement with SJ of the iPad and just how things have changed. We're going to get to that in a second. But to be a part of this show, all you got to do is just call in, record a voice memo, send it to AppleBitsShow at gmail.com. I got a ton of voicemails. We're going to hold on to them for one more week just because of the format of this week's show. But send them in, your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, and also maybe some of your reactions to this week's show, which will be really fun. Also, if you haven't heard this before, this show is completely independent and supported by you all. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way to support this show. It allows me to do this podcast, to continue to grow more, as well as support all the video content that you see me doing. It's all because of you, starting at $2 per month. If what I've given you over the years is worth a value, $5 of a cup of coffee a month, but we have the $10, $25, and $100 level. At these different levels, there's different rewards. You get early access to the content. The biggest thing, a completely ad-free version of the show. This all just helps me out. I would appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you do it. All right, let's just jump into this. It is episode 110. I can't believe we're that deep in there. We're honestly pretty much coming up to, in a couple months, two years from when I started going independent and at least started with this podcast, which is just crazy to me. Well, let's just jump in the show and we're going to get things rolling. All right, everybody. G Money, Gil Cabrera in the house. Hey, welcome back to the show. We haven't had you for a while. I kind of miss you. I know, long overdue. I've missed you too, brother. You're all, hey, when are you going to ask me to be back on the show, Brian? (laughs) We we both had a very busy end of the year and beginning of the new one. Oh, totally. So um, welcome back, Gil. Always great to have you here. Uh, For everyone that's listening, we're going to just kind of hit upon some of the news that is relevant. Just kind of do a quick hit. And then, like I teased before, this episode is going to kind of be a fun look back. I kind of want to start doing these things. And I think, Gil, this is a perfect guy to have to kind of look back at those kind of epic, famous keynotes and maybe see what held up and what didn't. So we'll talk about the iPad 10 years later. But first up, let's jump into this. Just some quick news and maybe a, a change in the guard or maybe thinking for Apple. Bloomberg is reporting kind of two articles that piggyback off each other. But the first one is that Apple is considering whether to let the iPhone and iPad users set their own third-party mail and browser apps as defaults instead of basically forcing them to use Apple's own. The other story that piggybacks off this is that Apple's also 
thinking and working to allow third-party music services like Spotify and Pandora to work natively directly on the HomePod instead of using AirPlay. You know, for you and I, I feel like, yeah, it's about time. Welcome to freaking 2020. But it is interesting that when all of a sudden they're like, hey, maybe maybe we should let people use that C word, choice. I think it's a great move, actually. It's it's you know, it's a it's a it's another way to sort of hold off losing some more market share, giving us a little bit more uh variety in what we can do. And I'll tell you, they should do that on the MacBook too, because oh. every time I click on somebody's stupid mail link, <laughs> mail pops up and it's like, who the hell uses mail? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, right? Like I'm I'm used to just going right in a Gmail. I, I do have a a dot Mac email address from way back in the day, like old school. I decided to keep it, but I do hate that. I'm like, Oh, why am I going in this right now? Yeah. Well, I just hate that it opens the app. It's like, oh, it's, it's got a, you know, I, on my, on my MacBook, I use, um, outlook. So I don't know if I'd actually switch though. Um, just cause I, you know, I've, I've gone so long with Safari now. Mm-hmm. That's where all the passwords are. Mm. You don't um, use, you don't use Chrome. You're in Safari primarily. I'm in Safari. Yeah. Ah. And mostly because of the once Apple got the kind of password, the keychain working in a in a real nice way, it's just this. It's just been the easiest, I yeah. think, point of least resistance from a password manager standpoint. So I know Chrome does it too, but since it was like I could use Chrome on a desktop, but then I it'd be a pain to use Chrome on your on your iPhone or iOS device. I just stuck with Safari almost entirely because of keychain. Yeah, I totally agree with you. This is this is a great move. I mean, it's a long time coming but for you if i recall right gil you don't have a home pod correct 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 no no they 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 missed they missed me entirely (laughs) by their by their by their by their delay so what would what would it take for you to consider a home pod honestly because i talk about this a lot on the show but what if you even had to think about a few things what might some of those things be that would really be like okay you know what i'm gonna at least buy one and give it a try I don't. I mean, I'm not sure there is something. Ex- I, I might, maybe at the office, but even there, I mean, again, I'm I'm Sonos at home, and the the beauty of Sonos is you can you know you can they have the amp pieces that you can just plug into mm-hmm. your stereo, and and if you have wired speakers, so we have a, a combo of Sonos standalone speakers and wired speakers that are connected to Sono amps. I don't know how Apple ever gets me back. I mean, I just don't. I mean, they'd have to go. They'd have to come up with a whole new product line. I'm just not seeing that happening. Maybe in my office, you know, my actual work office. But even there, I just the only audio I use is out of the TV. So I just can't imagine that I would use. So I, I don't. I don't know how they win me back. Frankly, yeah. Even with so- the Sonos ecosystem, I mean, you can play if you're even in the Apple ecosystem. You can just play Apple Music directly into Sonos if you're someone that subscribes to it. Yeah, we and we subscribe to Apple Music, so we that's exactly what we do. All of our playlists are there. Everything's just tied in right there through Apple Music, so we get it all through Sonos. So there's there's literally zero reason. And as you may recall, what happened was I was ready to switch over, and it was that ho- that holiday season they missed, mm-hmm. and so I ended I ended up going down the Sonos path, and then they lost me forever. Yeah, are you happy? Also, remember there was a little bit of I don't know if you were sweating bullets cause, since we didn't talk, but there's that whole controversy where Sonos was like, uh, we're not going to support any of our legacy products," and then they kind of backtracked, like, "Okay, okay, we can do it." Now that people got so mad, yeah, it never really bothered me too much because I, I, I again, most of my Sonos, I have a couple old like uh, the original Sonos One speakers, but those are usually 
there's like one in the garage, you know, they're, those are, they're, they're placed in the older, in the spots that don't get used as much anyway. So I would have just replaced them. It would, it'd still be cheaper than buying, you know, five <laughs> damn home pods. Dude, it's so, it's so bad. It's so bad. All right. Um, Gil told me before we started this podcast that you are using your AirPods pro for this call. They sound very nice. I just want to let you know that. That's good. The only thing, as you know, that I complain about my AirPods Pro is that they fall out of my ear way more than the original AirPods. Really? Oh, do you do you use the largest um, earbud too, or no? I think it's a. It's one of those funny discussions you and I always have. I think it is a. It is a it is something about my jaw because it's when I'm either eating or talking, the left one just wiggles out slowly. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious! I kid you not. It's when it's if my mouth is moving, the left ear for some reason just starts pushing out the damn AirPod Pro. It's weird. So hold on, it's, since you're talking right now, are you using one or are you like holding the left one in your ear while you're doing this podcast? Every few minutes, I'm pushing the left one back into my ear. <laughs> damn, we we need it. We need this. We needed to do this on video so people can see. Like what? What is Gil like, doing with his ear? Why is he messing with his ear? And it's and it's just the left one. I have no idea why my left ear is that way. But anyway, they're, they're gonna that's have to one make of those like little super size. They're gonna have to make a super sized earbud for you. <laughs> Maybe who knows? Or like I don't I know, know custom is. custom fit. Like you got to go to a, an Apple specialist and they'll make customized, and they'll do a mold of your ear just to remedy this great yeah that'll be five my five hundred dollar airpod <laughs> uh, do you do you find when you're walking down the street how the uh, i i get a lot more complaints about wind and noise with the airpod pros than i ever got with the airpods well for i i will say that i don't walk down the street with my airpods because that's douchey but um <laughs> <laughs> so wow wow Wow. Thanks for being on the show, Gil. Actually, I really appreciate your time. Really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Tell us about the new uh, AirPods. No, but yeah, <laughs> the thing is that what I found is I was just recently on a trip to Milwaukee and I forgot to bring my uh, Bose over the ear headphones, which I normally take traveling. This sounds just like so disgustingly first world. I did use the AirPods Pro and I was like, they're, they did the job, but they do make my ears sore after a, about a 30 to 45 minutes, actually. My, ear, my ears get a little sore. I don't know about you. No, I, I could I could totally agree with that. I, I I'll I'm going on an overnight here in about uh, two weeks, so I'm going to see. I'm going to take my bows. I have the quiet comforts too, and then uh, the these to just see which ones I end up liking. But I, I I think it's all have the same problem. Over time, they just they just wear on you. Yeah, I don't have the problem though where when I chew food or move my mouth that it pops out of my left ear. Well, I'm glad that your body is you know <laughs> made perfectly to work with the AirPod Pro. Totally, you know totally. we're all different. We're all different, man. Diversity, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> which which actually leads me to why we're talking about the iPad, the AirPods Pro, our actual story. It's actually related to a story where last week we talked about how Digit Times had made this mention that Apple's working on some sort of an AirPods Pro Lite, and I said. That just sounds dumb to me to make a less featured AirPods Pro, but I guess if they made it cheaper with the same form factor with less features, maybe some people will buy it because I guess gradually that would be the new new form factor. So the report is that they are basically presumably working on this and it is now more of a go. They haven't called it whether it's the AirPods Pro or AirPods Pro Lite. That's just what the rumors are talking about, but it would be more of an entry-level version of the current airpods pro <laughs> that sounds like a tim cook special doesn't it like it is, that, that oh. is a that is a hey we got all these plastic parts that <laughs> that we can use for the bodies 
let's just not put as much electronics in them for like noise <laughs> reduction and sell them for 50 bucks less or whatever. And that's still totally make ridiculous him. margins on them. Totally. Totally. That's, that's a fully Tim Cook thing. I can, that there's no way it's not. Man, there, there, I bet if we like look through the history of Apple and Tim Cook's regime, you'd find at least one or two products like that every year, right? It's like, yeah. it's the margin supply chain. Let's just cobble this together and uh, throw it out there and let's, you know, let's, people buy it. Yeah. Let's not get rid of that form factor just yet. <laughs> we, we squeeze another year out of it. Keep the molds from 10 years <laughs> totally. ago. That's Keep totally the molds. My yeah. God. I mean, how much is this still the essentially the iPhone 4 mold, right? I mean, that's that yeah. small four-inch yeah. mold that's kind of keeps coming back. It's it's still there. <laughs> they're, dude, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're using it. Um, also, just a quick couple other stories. Apple recently just seeded their second public beta of iOS and iPadOS. I talked about in uh, earlier episodes. This will be 13.4. Cool things here, the ability to do iCloud file sharing, similar to how we use Dropbox, if any of you use that, but that would be shared between iOS users. I know you love this for the fam, Gil. New Memoji and Emoji stickers. It's very I'll important. Tell I, I'll tell you what I'm most excited about is the stupid mail toolbar that they <laughs> screwed up for no damn reason. No damn reason. Because I move on my phone, I move mail a lot mm-hmm. uh, to folders because that's how I organize my my work emails. And that is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, why is this under the reply button? That makes no sense. So I'm, that's that's the one thing I'm very excited to come that that is coming back is the old toolbar. Okay, when I saw that the old toolbar was coming back, I instantly thought of you because you and I had a prolonged text message <laughs> session specifically about this. We're like, this is stupid. This is so trash. And then I was like, wow, they they heard they heard your cries, Gil. They heard right, well. Them. It just goes to show that they're totally reading all of our texts, so that's cool. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing here, Microsoft Office app. This is kind of interesting. If Look, if you use Office and you pay for it, you might as well just download this. They've released a new app, Office app for iPhone, that brings Word, Excel, and PowerPoint together in a single app. It's kind of like a three-tab app, but be able to just use it, manipulate it, spreadsheets, Word docs on your phone. I'm so used to using Google services now that I do use Word docs, I don't know if I'll mess with them on my phone, but it's there. So I think it, it's it's a good thing in the way because it's free. So yeah, it doesn't hurt for anybody. Sure. For sure. My, Microsoft on my phone is for emergency purposes only. <laughs> like when I, I had a client that needed a change in a document and I was at a kid's recital <laughs> with my iPhone and all I could do was do it in, in the Word in the in the Word app on the iPhone, which worked to the trick. But yeah, that's the only time I use it because it's who the hell wants to edit a document on your phone. Like you said, um, very that that sounds like a real emergency situation. Those yeah. specific conditions. Yep, exactly. exactly. That's what it's there for and for nothing else. <laughs> All right. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Do you remember when you started your small business? Because I sure do. Even though I'm, what, over a year and a half in, I still feel like I'm starting it up at times. Just the hustle is real. And it was no small feat. You know, it took a lot of late nights. I know it takes a lot of late nights for you all, early mornings, and then more than the occasional all-nighter. So bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little easier? Well, we've got our friends at FreshBooks that have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. I hope you don't have that. 
Now create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. See when clients review your invoices with the FreshBooks Notification Center. Then you can easily create custom invoices that have your logo and reflect your brand colors. Just give them a nice little personalization to make them look all nice and fancy. File expenses even quicker. Keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part, FreshBooks grows alongside your business. So you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days. No catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash applebits and enter applebits with a Z in the how did you hear about us section to get started today. All right. Now we got the news out of the way, but we teased a little kind of throwback, go back in time. And I thought this was actually really fun looking at Steve Jobs' keynote from the iPad 10 years later. This is the 10-year anniversary. It technically happened in January. You know, a lot of key tech announcements happened, but I wanted to bring you in, Gil, with this and really kind of, I'll set the stage a little bit of context of what it was. Maybe you might have some thoughts on this, but back in 2010, and I'm going to put the actual link of this keynote in the description in the show notes so people can watch it and kind of, you know, reminisce if they have time. It's about an hour or so. So thank you for donating your time, uh, Gil. I really appreciate that. <laughs> no worries. Uh, you know, I watched every minute of it. Oh yeah, totally. So did I, as I skipped through the uh, demo part. But um, one of the things is that back in 2010, I remember being at CES and CES was completely upstaged by the fact that everyone knew that in the background, Apple was going to release some sort of a tablet. This is before anyone knew exactly what it looked like, but there were rumors. And so I remember going through that whole convention and all anyone was saying is like, oh yeah, there's netbooks here, but what's Apple's iPad gonna be like? That's all people cared about. So there was actually a lot of buildup to this moment. And at the other, the other part of this is that I actually went to this specific keynote while I was working at the other company that I used to work for. And so I was there and it was, it would also kind of brought back some memories, but we wanted to kind of look at this keynote, um, the iPad 10 years later and talk about things, you know, fun things that stood out and whatnot. So Gil, I'm going to kind of let you start off here. What, when you watch this keynote, what was one of the, what are some of the things that stood out for you? So, um, it's funny. I was I was thinking back to where where we were in, in sort of headspace and stuff going into it, and I remember, remember we had no idea what it was going to be called. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you didn't you want it to be called like Isolate or something like that? Something something. something like that back then. Yeah. yeah. And then um, and then I think the biggest thing was uh, you know seeing seeing SJ is still one of those things mm. where you're like ah oh, man mm. you know it, it, there there is still a weird. For for somebody I've never known <laughs> or met, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you met him, right? I, I mean, yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, that, I've, yeah. that I've never met. There was a weird sadness that comes along with seeing him, and and just the fact that he had uh, you know passed away so young, and 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 what he brought to the table. Um, so that was that was the first thing. Where it's like, oh, and 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 this was I think it, this was his second to last uh, preview uh, uh, keynote, right? I think that I think he did the iCloud one after this, and I think that was it. Um, so that was the first thing that, that sort of, I noticed, mm-hmm. um, sorry, I got the sirens in the it's background okay. as usual. Cause I, I work downtown. Um, and then, um, the other thing was that, that I never noticed before is that, uh, he was never in the videos, the intro videos that they always prepare for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he always let Johnny Ive or, or Scott Forstaller or the other guys do that, those videos, which was kind of an interesting thing. And then the sort of overall takeaway was I, I thought it was brilliantly marketed in the sense that 
the whole keynote was such an intimate experience, right? Mm -hmm. He was just sitting in the chair going through the iPad and everybody that came out kind of did something similar. And it really made you feel how personal the iPad was going to be. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and I, in no way did I really get that at the time. Cause I don't, I don't know if you remember this. I was thoroughly underwhelmed by the iPad. A lot of people <laughs> when, were, I will talk yeah. about that, but a lot of people were actually. Yeah. When it first came out, I was like, I got an iPhone. This is a big iPhone. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, and you know, today it's, it's, uh, if I'm, if I'm in a, in a space where I can sit and, mm. and work, I'm using the iPad almost exclusively. So it's yeah. kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, so know, those are my, those are my initial like overall takes on, on, on just the way it sort of came out and looking at it and everything else. Yeah. The first thing that I put here, you know, what stood out the most right away was Steve jobs. I mean, the thing is that if you, the fun thing about this is if you watch this keynote and then you see a current Apple keynote, you know, he starts this off the top with like a quote from um, from one of the newspapers yep. saying like this is, you know, the most anticipated tablet since the Ten Commandments. And, you know, this is and everyone starts laughing and it reminded me, look, the only reason we have something like that is you can tell how personal this is, but it always reminds me of how personal every keynote was to Steve Jobs. You knew he was intimately connected to it. And the only reason a quote like that from a newspaper publication shows up that he can make a lighthearted joke about is because Steve Jobs himself is reading all these publications and he's yep. like, I'm going to use that in my keynote. So it's not like a marketing person f is feeding that to him. That's yep. him saying, you know what? This speaks perfectly to this. And so, you know, I saw that he also gives a big like history lesson of nostalgia of like where we are and where we've been. Here's our products. He kind of pushes this point that, hey, if there's going to be this new third category outside of a phone and a tablet, well, it better do it better be better at doing so many things. Otherwise, you know, why why should this even exist? So he talked and it is up to debate how much better over time some of these things have you know, been able to improve the experience. But to your point, the whole intimate setting, like I love the iPad because I can sit on my couch and lean back or lay forward or be on the floor. Or, and it's just kind of like this little companion. And you really felt that he captured that essence because even though it might have been arguably boring as hell to watch, he's just sitting in a couch with this huge tablet. And but you can you get a sense of like, oh, this is how I would use it every day. Yeah. And he, and I, and again, I think, I think that was just, he really got that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think as usual, I think before any of us ever really understood how it would really work, um, they just, he just really figured out, look, this is, this is going to be your little, this, it's going to be like a, like a book you cuddle up with. I mean, mm -hmm. right. Like, um, and so, um, they, they really presented it that way. And again, at the time I remember, I mean, I didn't buy the first iPad. Um, so which is weird for me cause I buy everything, but I, I didn't buy that first <laughs> iPad. And so it was one of those funny things where I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's interesting. And, and, and now looking back on it with 2020 hindsight, it, it is, it just shows you how ahead of, um, the, his time he was in terms mm -hmm. of when he saw something coming and that he knew how people would use it eventually. Right. That's, that's, that was, I think his, his rare genius. Totally. The, the other thing that kind of stood out here is. Um, in the context of the situation, you have to remember at that point in time, netbooks were like the cat's meow. And they were basically really cheap laptops, like super budget, underpowered, portable. But it was kind of the trend. They were, I think they were around 
500-ish dollars at the time. And everyone was like, netbook, netbook, I need kind of a mini laptop that can just do word processing and but can't really do too much else. And I mean, he he ripped, he ripped into the netbooks in his keynote. He said, as he was trying to make the case for the iPad, he said that to the point of netbooks are just cheap laptops. He quote says, netbooks aren't better than anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> such, such, so a, just, such a good way for him to go like yeah this is just destroying some yeah. poor person's product instantly oh. he, t- <laughs> he totally like he totally craps on competitors all the time it was it was historic you'd always get one of those deep digs and uh that was one of them now what i also thought stood out and was really funny to me is you talked about that corporate video where there's no sj in it okay um but i don't know if, how much you paid attention to it but when i watched it and I listened to what those, um, you know, Phil Schiller, Johnny Ive, and all of them were saying. It was literally, they they had to be drugged up or held against their will because some of the super, superlative things they were saying were just, it's almost so, it's almost so cliche to watch. It was funny. So I, I captured a few of them because I feel like the quotes that they said in this video should be on a t-shirt. Like one time, <laughs> what, here, uh. Scott Forstall at one point said, you don't even think about it. Oh my God. This you is, just this is, this, do. This, this was my cringe moment. I remember you, you said, what's, what's your cringe moment? I, that was my cringe moment. I was like, oh my God, Forstall, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> he's, he's so, he's so cringe. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll save my T, my T-shirt quotes. Yeah, they actually are cringy. I should have saved them for this. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for that. Cause there's plenty of cringe moments. Okay. So anything else that stood out to you that I might've missed or that sparked your mind before we move on? Uh, no, I think, I think, uh, I, the other thing that was funny is, you know, they, they, they were throughout that keynote, they used the keyboard on the screen, which I, mm. I think it took a couple of years for people to, for them to really figure out that it's useful in, in a pinch, mm-hmm. but you need a separate keyboard, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like you never, cause it, the first one didn't have the, the magic keyboard, right? That came at least with the two or maybe even the three, right? Correct. Yeah. It just had the flip yeah. cover basically. Right. Exactly. So I, I never use that damn keyboard. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, it's the rare circumstance where I'm not using the, the full, the full keyboard that comes with that I have in the, in the smart keyboard mm-hmm, cover. Mm-hmm. All right. So those are kind of what stood out to us. Um, next let's go up to what didn't age well. I'll, I'll let you start. Uh, well, fourth of all, across <laughs> yeah. the board didn't age well. Um, I, I mean, the, the interesting thing is the, uh, um, the, the the whole conversation about you know this is how iWorks is going to work in this it's like oh my god <laughs> nobody uses iWorks <laughs> I um no, no nobody used it nobody uses it nobody will ever use it and, yeah. and they just kept and he, I, uh, I think it was uh, it was Phil right yeah, Phil, Phil did Schiller. a whole presentation on 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 like a team sport thing where he did a, a <laughs> whole thing with iWorks and I'm like nobody's ever going to do that dude nobody dude I timed it. And he spent 13 minutes on his iWorks presentation. Start, <laughs> start to finish, Phil Schiller was talking about iWorks on the iPad that no one bought for $9.99 for 13 minutes, dude. Well, it wasn't there like – there was a long run of iWorks in every damn oh. keynote for every product they had. And we'd all just sort of like, oh, come on, man. Nobody's getting that. Nobody uses that. Nobody's ever going to use that. <laughs> Aside from Keynote, Keynote was always a keynote. Little I use I use Keynote. Yeah, 
Yeah, but that was it, right? And that was never the one they showed you. <laughs> they always yeah. showed you pages or some other crap. And you're like, they're like, no. hey, you can do equations on what? What is the tape? Is it called tables? Tables. Is it called? Tables? Yeah, I think it is. I, dude, yeah, I that's how tables. bad it is. Like, we don't even know what it's called. Here, I'm looking. I'm looking at it because it's, it's, it's probably on my lap, laptop because they force it to be there. The, the funny thing. <laughs> the funny thing though is I can't tell you every time I rip and crap on iWorks. I always get someone that messages me that, dude, I work, I use iWorks. Don't talk smack about iWorks. And I'm, I'm going to wait because I'm pretty sure someone listening to this is going to send an email. Please send it along to applebitsshow at gmail.com and give me your case for why you're still regularly using iWorks today. There are more collaborative tools in it. I will give it that much. But I still have never seriously ever used iWorks. Ever. I mean, even it- even if you use it for the collaborative tools to work, someone else has got to use it. <laughs> There's nobody else that uses it. I, I, I'll be very curious to hear this, 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 these emails or voicemails when they come in because I just I don't know anybody that uses that stuff. I feel like we should come up with a project and document and commit to like someone should do a video like I used iWorks for a week and I nearly died. <laughs> <laughs> I at some point I remember looking at it for something. I remember looking at pages. But again, I'm I'm a lawyer, man. I'm exchanging mm-hmm. word files all the time with people. I, I can just imagine if I sent some poor schmuck a, a pages file, like they just look at me like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so, that, yeah. that'd be embarrassing. So, um, what else did in age well? I want to go back to Scott Scott Forstall because he was number one on my list. Just to give some people that may not know or put context around it, if you remember Scott Forstall, Forstall, he was the head of. Apple uh, iPhone software at the time. He used to be really the iOS guy and he was fired because if you recall, iOS 6, Apple launched their Maps app for the very first time and it got destroyed because it had weird artifacts like landmarks that disappeared. Uh, Let's just say Google Maps was top tier grade A beef and Apple's Maps to me was pretty unusable, honestly. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, and and they remember they totally tried to like uh, fully because they got into a fight with Google about it, and they yep. and they didn't they take Google Maps off for a while or something like that. I can't remember right. if they took it off or what, and, but but it, they timed it so they oh we've got mm-hmm. Apple Maps, it's gonna be great. Um, and of course, hilariously, there was a whole presentation on Apple Maps, <laughs> you know, there too. And and that was my other note that didn't age well, although <laughs> it didn't age well in the sense that knowing what we knew we knew it was a total failure out of the box but now it's actually much better i mean yeah it's, it's, it's so good it's, it's so good now it is. but it took them a decade yep. <laughs> to bring it around I mean, that's insane it, it, do you know what that's really funny you bring that up because it literally took a decade for apples to be in a position where i actually respect where i respect it totally right like maybe, I, I feel maybe bad for last because people were like on last it, right? yeah like maybe like last year yep. or the year i mean i'm sure it's been better for longer than that but most of us didn't even give it a try until recently yeah. the other thing that cracks me up is how damn old the jj abrams reboot of star <laughs> trek is <laughs> because that was like the new movie in 2010 <laughs> and i was like oh man that had just come out on video in 2010 it just seems like yesterday that that, <laughs> that crew took over the Enterprise. What the hell's going on? Oh, that uh, so that hilarious. one kind of made me laugh. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Another thing that didn't age well, I, I don't know if you remember, this was kind of a big deal in the UI world, but skew morphic design. This was Apple and kind of SJ back in the day. That's when you basically 
are creating an app like Calendar and making it look exactly like a calendar or taking a notebook and the notes app and make it look exactly like a notepad. And for a while, like I thought it was honestly charming, but there was a point where the design community would completely roast Apple about it. And if you look at their design philosophies in general now, right, once Johnny Ive took over, he kind of gave it a more flat look. And you you have some, a little bit of homage to a little bit of skeuomorphic design, but pretty much it's almost all gone. But I, I, I enjoyed looking at like, the books app is now just a white screen with books and I don't even buy books. I had to look at it just for fun. Whereas the iBooks app, back 10 years ago was like a yeah a bookshelf with like I library actually, books so it's funny i i had it i had both of those things you're gonna laugh i had both of those things more in the ooh ah moment for me <laughs> than good, the other because because i'm sitting here like oh i kind of like that calendar yeah. app. i mean because yeah. now the calendar app sometimes it's hard to maneuver a little bit um and hilariously, uh, today I, is the is the one, of course, the one day I actually forgot to bring my iPad with me to work. Um, <laughs> and so I was, I was like, man, the calendar is so much more of a pain now to look at. And I went to grab my iPad. I'm like, oh, I don't even have it with me. But um, but the calendar thing, and I thought the book, the book app, actually, the way remember the way it reversed the bookshelf, and then all of a sudden mm. you were in the store. Like it flipped it, it, it flipped it around like the 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 secret wall, right? Totally, which I thought was pretty cool. And then the other thing was when they um, when when he did a select of emails and it just started stacking the emails mm-hmm. on top of each other. I was like, "That's sweet." I don't think it does that. That doesn't do that anymore. And I, I thought so, that yeah. was like, yeah, no. And I so I actually still like a lot of those little design tweak uh, features um, that they used to have that they've kind of all gotten rid of. Um, and there's no. There's no, I think charm is the, yes. the good word for it, right? There's no charm to it anymore. That's exactly um, what I was just going to say. I'm like, they were charming. You know, they, yeah. they had moments of like, oh, that's cool. And I didn't feel like they got old at all. I, I, I don't know. If, I'm, I'm guessing it might've been more pressure from the design community because I didn't feel many Apple users really getting pissed off at it. And I remember back in the day talking to some of my friends who were graphic designers, like, oh, skeuomorphism is horrible. Like it's so corny, but it, it was charming at the same time. I mean, maybe it's 10 years ago. It was, it was definitely charming. Well, and it may have been that you needed it for the transition to move people to the digital, to have yeah. it sort of have it be that, have it still feel like it was paper, but you know, switch it over, but everything, even the way they did the photo stacks, um, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd sort of like expand it and you'd see mm-hmm. the photos kind of, I love that they dropped out. I mean, that was, that was sweet. And you're just like, oh man, it doesn't do any of this stuff anymore. I mean, I think the photos app is almost impossible to navigate now. <laughs> it is like finding a picture is a flipping nightmare. Um, especially an older one, you have to like go down God knows how many, you know, paths to get to the year. Um, so I, I think they've made that way more complicated than it needs to be. Do you, do you think also though, it's just because we have so many damn photos compared to what we used to have? Is that part oh, of it? Sure. Oh, for sure. I'm just no, curious. I mean, I'm just saying I, yeah, that. no, for sure. But, but the way they do the, um, the way it's, it's just a weird setup now. It, it, it's not as intuitive, I think, as no, it I used agree. to be. Um, because now, now they have the days and then they don't like when it pulls up, they don't show you all of the yes. it shows you like a grouping it's curated. and it'll say, right. And then it'll say like plus 11 more. And you're like, okay, well if I'm looking for a picture, how the hell do I see all of them? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you have to switch over to another thing. So it's kind of funky the way they do that. Even like the difference between like, uh, your albums or your year, there's so many, it like, even when you open up your photo library, sometimes 
you're not exactly sure what am I looking at right away. So it's not, it totally. never starts with your general entire library. It could be from when you were looking at it and it's stuck in a certain year or it's, oh, this location, it's it's never just, it's never at that base level. Like, this is where I want to start. At least that's how I yeah. feel. No, um, no, for sure. Okay. For here's, sure. Here's hey, a, did, yeah. wait, I had one more question. Yeah, did yeah. the original iPad only have the bottom right speaker or did it have one on the top too? I think it just had the bottom right, right? I'm almost 100% sure that it only had the bottom right. Cause so, yeah. So I was cracking up. and I, This is the best way to watch a movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is yeah. like this piece of crap speaker on one side of it. Like, yeah. no way is yeah. that the best way to watch a movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. What also didn't age well, there's a quick blurb. And it totally caught my attention. Steve Jobs, when he was first announcing the iPad, he started kind of saying, oh, this is the things that we can do with it before they actually demoed it, before he actually sat down. And he said, this is his quote, YouTube, we have the YouTube app. You can watch YouTube on it. They have a, a lot of high def video now. <laughs> like, oh, that's so cute. Like, oh, they, have a lot, they have a lot of high def video now. Like, Oh, ooh. remember how bad the camera, not that either of us like taking pictures with those things. But remember how bad the camera uh, was on that for first two, two or three iPads were like useless. the grainiest thing you could possibly imagine. It was like Gen 1 iPhone type cameras. Yeah, it was it wasn't yeah, like useful. Slightly better than a flip phone. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh best ooh ah moment for you. So I think I mentioned it. That was my that was the 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 old school calendar, the trend, the what what do you call it? The morphic design. I actually like that, design. I think. Yeah, yeah I still think that was I, I thought all that sort of looked better and the way they did the photo stacks, I thought that was pretty awesome. And then and then you forget how new web browsing on a tablet mm. was right. Like, like when he's on the New York times, he's like, look at this. You could see the whole, you could see the whole page. And it was such a big deal. And I was like, I was like, what are you talking? Oh yeah, you're right. We couldn't do that before. <laughs> it's like weird. That's, that's true. So I was like, I, you know, at that moment, I'm sure it was like, a, Oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> there's a, um, there, there's a, okay. An ooh, ah moment. But then I realized this doesn't make any sense at all. He was showcasing, one of them was he was showcasing the battery life on the iPad. He's like, look, this is this weighs one and a half pounds and you get 10 hours of battery. And I'm and I thought, damn, our phones that fit in our pockets at our grams give us 10 hours of battery now. And then he said, also, you could just charge this all the way up and set it on the side. It has one month of standby life. <laughs> and I'm like, but you're never gonna just put an iPad in a corner for a month, <laughs> like ever. But people were like, "Oh wow!" Like you could hear the crowd, wow. like, yeah. "Wow, one month, holy shit!" One whole month, yeah. My well, God. and then and he was and he was still talking about like syncing everything <laughs> yeah. with iTunes, and just like, "Oh my God!" It had the old cable too, right? It had the yep. old bat cable, thirty pin connector cable. Oh, I, I forgot to man. mention that uh, that didn't age well. The other uh, ooh ah moment is this is kind of a classic SJ thing. He talked about the pricing. He was revealing, and he said, "Hey, rumors." Have said that it's going to be nine ninety nine. Well, we're going to beat that price in half, and then all of a sudden he has that boom transition where like the price drops yeah. with the dust. It's straight out of keynote, and it says four ninety nine, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah!" And I was like, "This is awesome!" And it was just one of those like, "Ooh!" I was like, "I remember that." That actually still had impact. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let me set up a really expensive price that nobody <laughs> ever that, that that has no basis in reality other than the rumor mill, and then let me cut it in half. Aren't I good? This is amazing. This is amazing. Go ahead and buy them in droves, people. Four ninety nine. 
And four ninety nine is still a lot back then. It's not like ten years. It's four ninety nine is ago, that's still that's still a lot of money back then. Yeah, less than an less than an iPhone though, right? Was the iPhone was yes. six? Yes, correct. So that's I mean that's not terrible. Um, and then uh, I I still think the the reveal I thought was still thoroughly impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean I I remember again I remember being underwhelmed by it, but when you look at the the funny thing about that crowd, it's you know it's a hometown crowd, right? So you're like. He pulls it out. I was like, "Huh? Look how thin it is!" And it's like this <laughs> thick ass thing. Look at that. Weighs nothing. Pound and a half. This is you can hold this out. You can hold this for minutes <laughs> without a sore arm. Dude, I remember that was actually it hurt your wrist to hold that thing over time. Yeah, it was. Massive. I remember it specifically. <laughs> I was like, I love this thing. So I, I typically tended to do the pose where you're sitting on the couch, leaning back on like the armrest with your knees up, and then the yeah. iPads on your knees. Which is actually a really fun way to use it. That's how I use it still a lot when I'm reading comics. Yeah, that's totally still how I do it. So, okay. those Any other ooh-ah moments before we move along? I think that was it. Let's see. Nope, that's all I got on my list. Okay, very good. All right, let's go to – I hope people are enjoying this. I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to call this. It just came to me. This is going to be called uh, our Apple Bits Time Machine because (laughs) off of their feature, Time Machine. Okay, Uh, moments of cringe, Gil. Well, you heard you. You already previewed it, man. You blew my. You you took away my. I'm thunder. sorry. I'm sorry. Like literally, as I'm watching it, and there's uh, Forstall. Like you just do, and I'm like, what the hell does that even mean, man? You just do. He's like the you're the doofiest person I could possibly imagine trying to sell that. It was hilarious. It was so bad. Was um, so- other great moments of cringe. I moved all my Apple staff T-shirt indoctrinated like drink the kool-aid quotes uh at one point phil schiller says it's gonna change the way we do the things we do every day okay and then i also I, I, what, what made me laugh was also just <laughs> the the overall theme of how how just groundbreaking this yes. device is and you're like it's a big iphone i mean it's it, it's literally a big you you took an iPhone and you made it bigger. Like that's it. That's all it is. And 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 look, it it, it ends up it was a brilliant move. But is it the iPhone was groundbreaking? I will give them that every day of the week totally. on Sunday. But the iPad was like, hey man, let's stretch this stuff out. See what happens. <laughs> um, and then and then the other cringe thing, which is still is still the case, is you know you can use all the apps. And then they did that whole the thing where you multiply the you know, where you double the size. Of the I wrote app. that. I wrote that. Yeah, and it's like it, that still sucks as a way to use an app. If it's a, if it is not an iPad app, it is a, it is. I'm not sure there's an app out there that's iPhone only that is in any way enjoyable to use on the iPad. So uh, this is really funny you bring that up. Now back then, you know, they said, oh, you can double it, and in the corner it was a little circle icon. It said two X on it. Okay. Yep. Well, now today, and there are a few apps. There are most mainstream apps. You, you don't need a double, but there is one key app that you still have to double. It doesn't say 2X anymore. It has like a, those two diagonal arrows to expand it. And right. on the iPad, that app is Instagram. Instagram yep. still does not have a native iPad app. So you, you got to double it. And I'm, and I'm like, man, this doubling thing sucks because the resolution yeah. is, is still its original. It's crappy. It's, it's not nearly as sharp. Yeah, and and it's not even and there's and there's some logic to it, I guess, because like as you and I agree, you don't want people taking pictures with their iPad, but you can't even look at Instagram, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you sure and you sure can't comment on it because the stupid keyboard is the same keyboard from the iPhone app. 
So it doesn't even work right. Like it doesn't extend out the keyboard when you're when you're using an iPhone based app on the iPad. <laughs> There's... So it's 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 like all jacked up, right? And so yeah, it's still bad. Um, the Tesla app is the same. I don't think the Tesla app works mm. on the iPad. Uh, there's like a few that I have that like, it just, I'm just like, God, come on, you know, let's <laughs> fix this. Uh, but it, yeah, that they've just never been able to make that transition better. And when I saw that and when they said, it's just great, I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's nothing great about it. Moving along. I, I forgot to throw in one more uh, moments of cringe apple Kool-Aid quote that I, that I have here. You ready for it? Yep. This is uh Johnny Ive speaking in his lovely, just sultry British accent and again when the video kicks off i mean johnny ive is in if if you're talking about like a level one to ten johnny ive excitement he's at a 20 at the very beginning he is he is basically about to like jazz in his pants when this video starts okay so here's one of his quotes that i really love i don't have to change myself to fit the product it fits me That was a cringy one. Oh, God. That's so good. That was so good. (laughs) I mean, people should just, again, I'm going to put the actual, so the keynote um, itself that I have, I'll put in the show notes, and then I'll put the actual, uh, someone who posted the actual Apple original iPad video, two separate videos. At least watch the uh, that whole little promo video. It's so funny. It's so bad. Um, Any any other cringes? I, I think I only have, I have a couple more, but. Uh, no, I mean, I think just the Johnny Ive in the, uh, uh, the, I mean, he, he is such a unique individual that <laughs> he is, he is simultaneously cool and cringy. Like it's a weird combo, but I think the British, he's British, right? Is he yeah, British? Yes. Australia? Yes. I, no, British. I believe he's British. The British, the British accent is like, it keeps it. it you're just like, okay, you're, you're kind of cool and very sophisticated. And then he just says the dorkiest damn things. But then he throws in an, then he throws in an aluminum and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's so cool. No, I'm back in. I'm totally back in. Hey, say it again. Aluminium. <laughs> exactly, I'm, exactly. I'm in. Um, oh, the other thing that was really funny when you think about the 10-year difference is listen to an Apple polished video about their product today and then listen to the one that was 10 years ago. The music style is very different. So now it's like this like hip EDM, like electronic, like digital, like boo, 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 dong, like droning tones, um, symphonic stuff. In this video, there's like, it almost feels like you're in a little shop and someone's playing a little piano. <laughs> like it's really corny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a little old timey, like, and someone's just straight up going on a piano somewhere at Apple HQ and they're just popping it in there. And I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, that, that's, that is awesome. But yeah, it's more uh, EDM-y this, this, uh, these days now. It's like all hip and stuff. And, yeah. but, but then you got Steve Cook and you don't have Johnny Ive in the videos. Yeah. So you're just like, I don't know how hip this is. But you know what? I don't know if it's nostalgia, but I feel like you know there, there was more levity and kind of fun that this keynote brought. And when you watch Tim Cook's keynotes, they're not even fun out of the gates. He's just like, hello, and then he just goes right to business. I think it's because they're still using the same format that that and and in fairness, everybody uses this now, right? I mean, yeah. every single company when it when it when it releases a new product, this is the Steve Jobs format and it's just the way it is. Tesla does it too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And nobody can do it like he does. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And so somebody needs to like break through a new format that kind of more fits 
the personalities involved yeah. now. But that's the problem is you're trying to you're just trying to shoehorn it into the way they've always done it. And it's it is it's kind of in need of a refresh. I mean, across the board, really. I, I think that the thing is that it's hard when so the only person that captures the same essence and everyone knows I'm gonna say Elon Musk is because you know, Elon, even in the beginning of his keynotes, he kind you kind of get us look, he's super dorky and super smart and he'll just say things off the cuff, but that's him. And that you kind of like, okay, this is the person, but also it's not just the person that is running this company at the head. This person genuinely, you can feel that they care or have made personal decisions that are related to the product that we see in our hands today. And I just don't feel that from many companies. And there's something special and different about that where you get that essence from SJ and it's just like, you know what? I'm buying this product from this guy. I'm not buying this product from a big old building with a logo on it that I don't really know who works there. There's something that you're able to connect to that makes it different. For sure. For sure. I mean, the problem with Elon is he can't, he's a terrible public speaker on top of that. So it's (laughs) like, so, so, you know, you're just sort of hearing him stutter through and it's painful. It's painful. You're hearing his like just stream of consciousness basically. Yeah. And again, I agree with you that the cool thing about him is, you know, he's super smart. And like a lot of what he did is a lot of what you're getting is, is his design philosophy or, or, or innovation. Um, and so, so it's cool. And that's the, that's the same thing with SJ. Um, it's just that SJ also could, you know, was a, was a, just a great presenter. Yeah, absolutely. He was, he was a, she was a showman. He was a showman. He totally was. Okay. Uh, Gil, Here's your rating. Good Apple, meh Apple, bad Apple. Like, what did you think of this keynote in its uh, entirety? So, I think, I, so at the time, I thought it was a meh Apple. I mm. think, I think with the benefit of hindsight, I think it was a good Apple. I think, I think they, I think they perfectly captured what the iPad was going to be. Um, and I think because none of us really understood it at the time, everybody was just kind of like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now we're all doing everything they said we'd be doing with the damn iPad. That's what's crazy about watching this, right? How yeah, yeah. how prophetic it was. You know, I, I looked it up. Right now, Apple has sold roughly somewhere over 400 million iPads to date. That last number was pulled from last year. Now, you know, you can put in a comparison. iPhones have sold 2.2 billion units uh, since they started off, but still 400 million iPad sold to date. I remember to your point when you're talking about, I wasn't that impressed. Many people, you know, it was it was still mocked after the keynote is that's ah, just a big iPod touch. And when I went to the line when they were first selling them, first of all, the lines were huge. So that didn't detract the hardcores. But a lot of people uh, that were in love with it were like, yeah, it's a big iPod touch. And then you started to kind of see this transition of as People, this is one of those few devices where you actually had to hold it and use it and really experience it to then be like, you know what, I like this. It that's not common. Most of us can make a pretty stalled judgment on a product right out of the gates, but this was one of those that I was even kind of I wasn't man on it, but I was lukewarm. I'm like, it's interesting, but I don't know if I'll really use it. And then once I had it, I was like, this is amazing. Right, which which is why I I, I look at it with the hindsight that it's like it was it was they really nailed it. Yeah. The funniest thing is I don't know if you remember this, but John Stewart did a whole um, bit on it. Um, which was really to complain about the iPhone and how it didn't work as a phone when it remembered when it was really bad because of AT&T. <laughs> and so at some point he's talking about how, how awful the iPhone is as a phone. 
And he says, now look, I'm, I'm a fan of Apple. I, I got all the products. And he pulls out, the, he pulls out a MacBook. I got a MacBook. I got the iPhone. And then he pulled out an iPad. He goes, I got the big iPhone. <laughs> and, then he, and, and then he said something like something along the lines of, I just mess with my kids with this and make them think my head's shrinking. And he put it up to his head, like as if he was talking on it. And it was, that was exactly the thinking and that everybody had at the time. And it was, it was, it was really brilliant, pretty brilliant in that sense. But um, Apple was definitely ahead of its time. I'll tell you one thing though. Johnny Ive does not age. Not, not, not very much at all. That dude looks exactly the same. That's amazing. Like it's frightening how much he looks the same. <laughs> Cryogenic therapy, uh, olive oil and preservatives. I heard they all help. I'm sure. I'm sure he's got that cold. Uh, does that cold freeze thing, and that that seems to keep the body fresh. I guess it's amazing. <laughs> but uh, everybody else looks older, fatter, whatever. Johnny, I look the same. <laughs> I yeah. I, I think you're. I think that's a pretty. That's a pretty strong. Pretty accurate statement that you know. Out of all the things that really the the final thought from this keynote was uh, just how good Johnny Ive looked to you. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That man, that man just doesn't age. He looks good. And he's got that accent. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, all right, Gil. <laughs> this was fun. You you want to do these more, right? When whenever we got some little time machine, you want to do these more often when when they Absolutely. when they make sense. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully people in, enter, are entertained by it, and I'd love to hear what other folks thought uh, and thought then, think now. Yeah, this is great. This is a great conversation, Sar. So obviously, everyone you know, you can call into the show, voice memo, record it, send it in, applebits at gmail, applebitsshow at gmail.com, because as we kind of look back at this now, I hope a few of you, it kind of sparks them to go back and like, you know what, I want to watch that, and then they'll have their own thoughts. So uh, please feel to send them through. But Gil, thanks so much, man. This is always awesome as usual. Always a pleasure. See you next time. All right. Later, buddy. See ya. So there you have it. Me and Gil just chopping it up, turning back the hands of time, talking about the iPad 10 years ago. It is still just crazy how much a part of our lives or many people's lives the iPad became. Now, I do have a bunch of voicemails that I'm not going to get to this week just because of the length of this show. I will put them in next week's show. we got a bunch, but I want to continue to encourage you to be a part of this show. Call in. Call in. Like I said, if you don't want to call in, you can even just email uh, messages or what you want to say, and I will read some of those as well. I told you the email before, applebitsshow at gmail.com. And also a big, big thanks to my Platinum Apples $100 level for supporting this show, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Calvin Fatikar. Thank you for your support. And another great way to support this show is to review it, five-star it. It bumps it up in the algorithm. We look really strong and beefy. The ratio of five stars to any other star reviews on this podcast are crazy. I am so thankful for it. I think we have like around 1.1100 plus freaking five-star reviews. Those are not bots. Those are all legit listeners. That's literally less than 10% of the audience listening. So I encourage you, help out the show if you can't financially. And again, if you can, and I've given you any value, patreon.com slash Tong is the way to support this, and I'm so grateful for your support. So that's going to do it for this week. We'll keep on waiting for some news, some like real stuff to break. There are rumblings that Apple may be doing a keynote or some sort of announcement at the end of March. We'll see as we get closer if that spring event actually happens. But until then, we'll see you next time. We'll talk to you next week. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.